Mike check, Mike check. Mike checko one two. Mike checka. <laughs> Cheers, Cheers, man. Oh yes. Ooh. I haven't drank a bourbon in a couple days, probably uh, five days in that first sip sometimes, man. That hits you. Ooh. <laughs> it's always the first one. Yeah. You always remember your first. <laughs> bourbon, whiskey, giving us some love from Fitchburg, Wisconsin. I still do not know the name of this bourbon. V or five. We finished the bottle off here, folks. Yeah, it wasn't, this is the end of it. We didn't. This is the first sip of the like the start of the podcast is always the first sip, so don't worry. But it's the end of the bottle, right? So, if anybody out there knows, give us a shout out. Show some love. Maybe, maybe we maybe need to just step one. up and get some work done. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> all those things are possible. Yeah. Oh my god, this week has been crazy, man. I know, a man. Of, a lot of stuff going in the world. Feel really. I don't want to uh, start start on a downer, but I think you can't. I don't think we can. Um, we can go without saying that. Uh, the tragedies that are happening across the world, especially obviously in uh, Israel and Gaza and everything. It's just, we have a lot of Jewish friends um, who are some of the best people in our lives. And um, so my heart and uh, prayers go out to them. And um, I hope that you can somehow um, get through this. Uh, Definitely need help amongst people, amongst your loved ones. So reach out if you need us, if you need anyone. I can't imagine what it would be like to um, go through something like that. You know, having a lot of our friends have family and their history there, you know, and they've, they've, uh, when I say history, what I mean is they've, they've visited several times. They've visited relatives. They've gone to that place for, um, to remind them of where they're from, you know? Yeah. um, So I don't want to, I don't want to start with a, too somber note, but I think it uh, is worth saying that Jeremy and I both um, want you to know that we're thinking about you and uh, we're sending our love. Yeah. I think it just fucking sucks. And it's a fucking awful thing. And uh, God, man, sometimes I just wish the world was better. Yep. <clears throat> yep. Uh, and talking about making things better. Yeah. You know, uh, I always wonder people go through these tough times and as we get older, I'm sure we all get more cynical about the world. You know, when we're young, everything seems so possible. Yeah. Everything seems so real. And then when you get in your twenties, right? You're like, I want to fight for something. Mm, wanna, yeah. You know, like I want to be a part of something. Yep. Big. You know, yeah. I want to be a part of change. Yeah. And, uh, if the cycle is right and you get to be a part of that, yeah. I'm sure it's a thrilling experience. Mm-hmm. If you don't, uh, then you're basically just putting that energy into something. Mm-hmm. And uh, then you start hitting your 30s and reality starts to look a little bit more professional. Yeah. Responsibilities, responsibilities go, up. go up. Yeah. <laughs> and you're like, yeah, I got to get my shit done. I know. And then uh, if you're, I don't know, both fortunate and unfortunate to buy a home. Oh, man. And uh, that first tax bill comes in. Oh. I mean, it's just new things. Yeah. And uh, one of the things I always wonder is, you know, you get up and you're like, why do I do this? Mm -hmm. And, you know, you and I are in the fitness business and have been for a long time. And all the 
influencers that are out there, you hear the cliches all the time. It's not about motivation. It's about discipline. Mm -hmm. Yeah. All the ones that say when uh, motivation runs out, discipline takes over. Yeah. You like that? <laughs> There's a lot. I got a and around 40, motivation is really low. Yeah. <laughs> and so one of the things I was wondering, you know, when people say that, you know, it's discipline and I'm like, is it though? Because mm -hmm. in my mind, every single day that you are fortunate enough to wake up, right? You're just speaking to awful tragedies. And I think there's awful tragedies in the world every single day. Mm -hmm. Some that we're aware of and some that we're not aware of. Yeah. And still we get up yeah. and confront the unknown in our day. And when I think about people saying like discipline takes over, I'm like, I don't know if that's actually true mm. because in that moment when you're going to have to make a decision, and even on the simplest things, right? Like, all right, the alarm goes off. And I'm like, all right, I gotta get up, get this workout in. I'm going to do this. Mm -hmm. And you have the debate with yourself for about five minutes, eight minutes, 10 mm -hmm. minutes, depending on your process. Yep. And you win the day and you get up, you fucking handle it. Yeah. Because something motivated you to do it. Yeah. In my mind, I don't think that's discipline. Mm. I think there's just some kind of moment yeah. where you're either asking yourself and I can't speak to like specifically what it is. Right. Cause I feel like it is different for every person. Yeah. But I do think it's something. Yeah. Right. Mm -hmm. And I don't necessarily, Laura read this book once, uh, the compound effect. Okay. The compound effect, which is similar to also atomic habits. Yeah. 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 I love that book. Right. Yeah. And so in the, uh, in the book, it talks about the consistency of your actions and efforts being based on your like your why yeah almost similar to um how do i say it your drive or your focus is based on a feeling mm -hmm. but it doesn't always have to be this like awesome um altruistic reason right you're like i'm doing this for my this kids overwhelming I'm like doing desire. this for my family right if there's like some nemesis that you have yeah. at like <laughs> right. at the games with another dad, or right. if there's like some hussy in your office that you're battling with, sometimes yeah. that motivation is okay. Yeah. That's what the guy says. He's like, I have a lot of clients and they feel bad if they're motivated by like money or if they're motivated right. by someone's like, I should, I should be motivated by better things. He's like, why? You're motivated, aren't you? Right. Shouldn't that be enough to get it done? And when yeah. I first read that, I was like, hell yeah. Right. Whatever motivates you to get it done. But then I think about what motivates people to do awful things too. Yeah. And that's what makes it tricky to me yeah. about progress. Cause I guess it goes in both ways mm -hmm. because people are both things. Yeah. Combination of awesome and awful. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> At the same time. At the same time. Um, I think, you know, when you say that it's interesting because I've heard, obviously a lot of people have heard that. I'm sure everybody listening to this podcast has heard, you know, like you said, when motivation runs out, discipline takes over. It's, you know, when you don't want to go to the gym, you got to have discipline to go to the gym, but you're so right. If you really think about that one snap moment, it's almost like a finger snap where it's like, no man, I'm doing this. But it was like, what was that? Right. And people will say, <clears throat> because to me, discipline is like, I make my bed every day. I brush my teeth every day. I comb my hair. I, um, I take a shower. 
like, and I have a routine. Like to me, routine is more discipline than what we portray as discipline when motivation runs out. I agree. So yeah, that's, it's interesting the way that you, you, I didn't think about that. You know, there's, um, cause I'm always, I'm like, no, I gotta be more disciplined and like, but kind of your routine is the discipline. Like this morning I, um, set my alarm and I know it's disappointing people, but I am sometimes a snoozer. I do like to hit the snooze. <laughs> And What's up with the shame around this? I know. Series, right? I don't know. I feel. Why don't you get up when the alarm? Yeah, goes because on? well, well, there is. I think there is. Uh, so they say some scientific evidence that says that you're supposed to wake up. Well, first we're just supposed to wake up naturally. We're not supposed to have an alarm, but let's not go there. Um, we, you know, the first alarm when it goes off, when it wakes you, it's actually they say. That later in the day, if you hit the snooze and you go back to sleep, it's actually causing you to be more tired in the afternoon. And maybe if you are just going to get up right away. So I'm always thinking about that. I'm like, fuck, I'm be tired this afternoon, but God, I really want to lay in my bed. So sometimes I snooze. And, um, but there's other times where I, I, I literally hit the, the snooze. And then I think like for two seconds, I'm like, man, dude. You don't, you don't want to be rushing this morning. Like you got to take the dog out. You got to do the dishes. Like you got to uh, empty the dishwasher. You got to make the lunch for the kids. You got to make breakfast. Like get your ass up. And that was the yeah. motivation. Yeah. It wasn't discipline. Yes. It wasn't. It wasn't. And I'm like, man, I'm disciplined. I get up without hitting the snooze. No, it was this piece of motivation that, you know, I'm like, damn it. I don't know how long it's going to take Bosworth to poop this morning. So I better get my ass out of bed. Right. Yeah. And I like that you said Bosworth, my dog, by the way. Oh. <laughs> it's not some like pet name we have for something. Who is he taking outside to poop? <laughs> <laughs> um, I love that you say that though, because when I think about it, uh, that the morning routine is a level of discipline yeah. that sets up your day, right? Yeah. And if I'm sure we've all been there when we've overslept, yeah, for any kind of appointment that you have to take care of, yeah. And you're rushing and you're like, oh man, it's the worst. And we've all been there, right? Yeah. I don't have to, I don't have yeah. to be the dead horse. Uh, and the rest of your day is shit yeah. because of it. Yeah. You're behind, you feel flustered, you feel all these things. Yeah. But when you get your routine down yeah. and you're like, I have my breakfast, I have my yeah. coffee, I get outside yeah. with the dog, I do yeah. these things. And you're like, man, look at me. Yeah. And you just said it. Not only that, now I feel accomplished, yeah. right? In my yeah. morning with the things that got done. Yeah, and I did it at a pace where I'm present and yeah. a great attitude yeah, I'm not rushing. and I'm not rushed or yelling yeah. at the kids like hurry yeah. up yeah it's yeah hey guys how'd you sleep yeah All well you're I don't like, know if it's that <laughs> <laughs> did you get your homework done but, yes dad yeah yeah exactly oh my god you guys so um I want to I want to give you a peek into uh Jeremy Walton for a second here uh for those of you who know him and and love him uh you know a little bit about this for those of you for those of you who don't know us at all uh, he is the one person you can rely on to be up earlier than you. <laughs> and, <laughs> and so and, I, um, I know Jeremy's up. Yeah. I so, Jeremy's so up. there's this one time to, to talk about the, the oversleeping. Um, when Jeremy and I used to go on uh, road trips to open up uh, the boutique oh fitness God. studio, shred Four Fifteen, we would, um, they were great times. We would go to these, you know, 
outside of Chicago locations. And we would train the uh, franchisees to uh, run the business a little bit, you know, give them some a little bit of uh, coaching on on like the business side, but then also train all the trainers. And uh, it was fun. It was so fun. And we would it was one of the best parts was that Jeremy and I got to go out to dinner and hang out on the road together and go to a bar and drink some bourbon and chat like we are right now. And sometimes that lasted till like 12, one, two in the morning. And we would always, always get up, always get up, do our work. And, uh, at a hundred percent, like there was no like slacking off. We were always on point. Agreed. And there was this one time where we went out and, um, it was the night of the NFL draft. Yeah, that's right. And we were in uh, South Carolina. Yep. And we're at a restaurant bar. Yeah. Maybe like two blocks from the hotel. Yeah. And we, we did not stay out there. We late. stayed out till maybe 11. Yeah. Maybe. Maybe. And the next morning, <laughs> we had, and this was our last day on this training. So the next day was like a little bit more training and then we were going to bounce. And then all of a sudden I'm like asleep. It's all good. And my phone rings and I'm like, Hey man, he's like, shit. He's I like, wake up and it's, it's light out. And we had been getting up when it was dark <clears throat> and I wake up. I'm like, Oh no, we overslept. Well, I or sorry. I overslept son of a bitch. And my, in my mind, I thought for sure, because Jeremy Walton is always up before anyone that he probably, uh, tried to call or tried to some way to, to wake me up and I didn't. And so he was already at the, the, uh, club training and, and on his, on going about his day. Cause it wasn't that bad of an, it wasn't like a, a, a crazy night. And I call you and you're like, yeah, man. And I was like, Whoa, <laughs> shit. are you sleeping? And he's like, oh no. And we're both like, no, it was the worst moment of our lives. Oh, worst moment of like, our lives. I felt so we driving there. Bad. Oh, my so God. bad. So bad. So to say that, you know, um, some of us, you know, we all mess up, man. We all mess up. Yeah. But to bring it back to the motivation discipline thing, I think people have to give themselves a little bit of credit, you know, because discipline is this word that is, um, if you don't have discipline, you're lazy. Yeah. And if you do have discipline, you're like superior. And you know what, man, it's all about motivation. Like you said, it's really about, there's something in the moment at that time that just motivated you to move motivated you to get out of the bed, motivated you to put your tennis shoes on, motivated you to uh, get on the scale, you know, whatever that you're like, you walk by the scale, how many times? And then you get on the scale and you're like, oh, damn, dude, I knew, I knew I need to get back in that gym. Yeah. And, and then it's hard, you know, because you haven't created habits. I think something to maybe touch on here is the, um, the additive value of a habit. Right. And so, <clears throat> when you're, when you do have that motivation to act that the, the action of continuing to act will create the habit. And then right. it just, then that is what I think like creating the habit is kind of discipline in a sense. That's the other thing about, I 
definitely agree with consistency yeah. in the sense of progress, right? Yeah. Um, but I think that as you're saying this, trying to create a habit, right? So I have to do this more times than I don't. Yeah. But I sometimes think that I like that we're talking about this. I I sometimes think people forget that it's a volume game, not a streak game. Uh huh. So let's say like uh all right, tomorrow I'm going to do this for 30 days. Yep. Okay. Whatever it is. Right. Now let's say the first three days you're doing it. You're motivated. You're killing it. Right. And then yep. you miss day four and you're like, well, damn it. Now I'm done. <laughs> right. 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 Cause you didn't do the you, streak. Right. Right. Now let's just say you don't do day four and you don't do day five, mm -hmm. but you're like, screw it. Day six. I'm going back. Yeah. Six, seven, eight. You're on nine off. 10, 11, 12, 13, 14, 15 on. Right. 16 off. Yep. 17, 18, 19, 20, 21, 22, 23 off, 24 off, 25, 26, 27, 28, 29, 30. Yeah. So now you didn't have the streak, right? But in 30 days, you must have done at least 20 more times of something right. that you hadn't done right. previously, right? right? So to me, right. is that not consistency? Right. And I think that what it really comes down to is our perspective mm -hmm. about what we actually accomplish. Yeah. I think we actually downplay yeah. some of our accomplishments. I'm sure there's plenty of people out there who are like, I tied my shoes today. I'm a fucking champion. <laughs> but in the point of like trying to make effort yeah. to make positive change in right. your life, I think it's a volume game. It doesn't have to be a streak based yeah. game. Um, now, that doesn't take away if you're able to create streaks. I'm all about that stuff. That's yeah. actually what got me motivated about a lot of things as I got older in this, yeah, my career. You, you did a few, like the mile you were yeah. doing and like and the workouts. And there's still people out there that yeah. do that. Yeah. Shout out to Lara. Oh my God. That's She's awesome. still doing it. Yeah. That's awesome. And so is, ah, oh, there's a trainer. There's an Indianapolis that's yeah. also doing it. This guy. Shoot. But I think, I think to your point about... It goes back to what we had talked about a couple podcasts ago about the word failure. Right. And how we we would deem, you know, if you set that goal of like 30 straight days, you know, and then like you said, you miss day six and you're like, oh, well, I failed. You just finished five days that right. you didn't do before. Right. Why are we focusing on the negative? Why right. are we focusing on the failure? Focus on the accomplishment. Right. Like give yourself some credit. I think the all the other thing that leads into this is like we think if we give ourselves enough or too much credit, like we are uh, too egotistical. Yeah. Right. Like we are too focused on ourselves, which that can happen. You know, <clears throat> it's a balance. You know, you have to. Just because you can be proud of yourself, but you don't have to brag about yourself. That's a good point right there. I think it's one thing to tell yourself the accomplishments you've made. Yeah. And I think that when we take the time to look in our past and see how much we actually have accomplished. Yeah. It should give you a lot of motivation when you wake up in the morning yeah. and you're like yeah, trying to roll your sleeves up again. Yeah. And remembering some really tough and terrible times yeah. that you've gone through. Yeah. And you're like, and now you're still standing. Yeah still standing right like i i think you know you have helped me recently with my injury and a lot of our friends i mean there we've i've been surrounded by so many amazing people uh over the past six months i just passed the six months man Holy yeah God. yeah um for those of you that don't know and don't understand what i'm talking about i i had a pretty significant injury six months ago 
and Easter day. Yeah. Easter day. <laughs> and, uh, <laughs> happy Easter. Um, and it was a long recovery and it's still, I still have at least six more months before I probably feel normal again. And, um, I, uh, I couldn't have made it through without my wife for sure. And my kids. And it sounds crazy because those are, you know, especially kids are an added, um, I don't want to say stress, but responsibility workload. Yeah. And they were so great that I taught, I said to Jen, so we, I just had my six month appointment on Wednesday, your PT appointment. Uh, no, the, the doctor appointment. Sorry. Oh, sorry. Yeah. Checkup, you know, it's six month checkup and, um, I don't have to go back to the doctor anymore. Yeah, man. Yeah. Cheers to that, bro. Thanks, man. Cheers. And, um, and so that was a big step because there's a possibility that you'd have to go for the eight month checkup, the nine month, the year. And I made it through because I feel most importantly that my home life was really positive. Like they always supported me. They always did, you know, they did a lot for me. Um, especially when I couldn't move very well and you guys did a lot for me and you, you know, you, you guys always celebrate the little wins, you know? And I think that's important because for me talking about being eager, like, um, bragging versus proud, like I'm proud of how I got through that. Are you serious? Yeah. Yeah, Yeah, man. Yeah. But it wasn't like I walked out every day. and was like, no, look at me, man. Oh, totally. You know, and you I, see what I, I did today. I guess what I'm trying to say is I think more people, to your point, need to be proud of their accomplishments and proud of those little wins, man. Like, take those little wins and celebrate them with yourself. Like, clap yourself on the back, man. And, like, do it in private. You don't have to go out there and do it in public. But say, you know, when you wake up in the morning, go, you know what, man? It, it's positive self-talk. You know, it's like. I'm a badass. Like, yeah. I've gotten through a lot worse than this. I yeah. can get through this. Like it's it, you, we are stronger than we think. And when we do those things, you know, <laughs> the, the, the easy thing to do is to look at those accomplishments, accomplishments and go, yeah, but I, if I could have pushed a little harder, I could have been better in four months instead of oh. six. Right. Yeah. And it's like, no man, like, you you have to you have to believe that you did your best as you say that right when pe- when when people try to discredit an accomplishment or make small something mm-hmm. that had a significant difference yeah and like i can think of a few things that stand out immediately like my first group fitness class <laughs> ever right <laughs> was just abysmal <laughs> and uh <laughs> I'll never forget it. My first shred class, abysmal. Yeah. yeah. Um, my first, uh, first ever personal training session that I did. Fucking yeah. awful, awful, right? And, but I remember how much working out meant to me, mm-hmm. like how much it changed me, it helped me through racial problems when I was a kid, helped me with uh, my insecurities when I was a kid, like working out help me feel my own sense of worth yeah and my own personal power yeah and 
one of the things when I think about us teaching classes or when we had the opportunity to lead um, and manage a lot of instructors, I remember trying to remind them often, you know, when someone comes in these studios, when come, someone comes in this gym, you know, they're bringing their life's problems with them. Yeah. They're bringing like doubt and divorce and yeah. loss yeah. and like all these things. Mm -hmm. And in this one brief moment, you have this rare opportunity to fucking remind them mm -hmm. just how powerful they are. Yeah. If you do it right. Yeah. You know, totally. And I don't think that's a small thing and I certainly never took it for granted. Yeah. And when I think about now, you know, as we progress and as we get older, trying to find ourselves over and over again and try to find our personal best mm -hmm. and personal growth, how we step up from injuries. Like mm -hmm. this is probably the most significant injury you've encountered since being a collegiate athlete, right? Um, I mean, I think this is, it's one in 100,000 people. That yeah. They got this to. particular. Yeah. Like I, I don't know anything else that I mean, other than like maybe a heart, something with your organs or something right. like that. Like, you know, it was, yeah. Yeah, he had to learn to walk again. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. And so being in a position where you've played high level football, right? And having to reshift your focus to be so pumped <laughs> yeah. to be yeah. able to like jog on yeah. a treadmill, bro. Yeah. Like you have yeah. to be okay being yeah. like, yeah. I fucking killed it today. Yeah. I did that. I sent the, I sent, I sent, yeah. I sent the video guys to Jeremy on, well, Nick, Nick yep. Hilton, shout out to Nick and Jeremy and Laura and all of our friends, I sent the, the video on Wednesday, I jogged on the treadmill for the first time in six months. And i tell you what, the good knee was hurting that night. <laughs> <laughs> Unilateral training, yeah, everyone. Yeah. Unilateral yeah. training. Yeah. I was like, you know what? I might just stick to swimming. <laughs> I'm all about buoyancy now. Yeah, yeah, totally. But you I'm know, proud of you about that. Thanks, though, man. man. I'm proud of you. Yeah, yeah. But I think everybody has those wins. Like we, I was talking to a friend today who you know, and um, you know, he just started off on his own kind of gig, um, very similar to yourself and what you've been. You know, you're on this path. You're on this journey of you know doing your own thing, and uh, it's hard sometimes, man, because you don't have a structure you don't have something to measure your progress against yeah and it's hard when you're doing stuff on your own to think that you're doing right because you're especially now with all the social media and all the people who appear to have maybe made it quickly but you know you haven't seen those struggles that they've had you haven't seen the years that they've probably put in and uh, every person that um you know, has, has been dedicated to something for a long period of time will ultimately be successful. And when that success happens, it looks to others to be instantaneous and it's not. And so we all have to continue to work. And so to come back to your point about discipline versus motivation, like every person, when you see quote unquote, them being successful, they have continued to move forward because of some form of motivation. I agree. And then once that continues, then there is consistency. Then there is habits. And that is what appears to be discipline. Yeah. Yeah.
Because now, to your point, when I think about, <clears throat> especially on social media, one of the things I notice now that I didn't before is you're talking about the quality of a person's content versus the consistency of someone's content. Yeah. And so those people were consistent yeah. in producing content. And because yeah. they were consistently producing it, they were able to see what posts got more notoriety, which ones didn't. They yeah. were able to shape and form based on a goal right. that they were trying to attain. Yeah. Yep. And the difference is social media is visual, so we can see it in real time. Yeah. And to your point about what people do behind the scenes and their grinding, like yeah. I don't see a 400,000 follower accountant who's like... <laughs> Well, maybe there is, but that is very, not very, in my circle. not in yeah. my circle. Yeah. I'm not getting fed that one. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I'm not getting like, but I mean, well, yeah, there's financial advice. Accounts, oh yeah. But, but not, not like an accountant. An, yeah, yeah. Like an accountant. Like I'll do your taxes. Exactly. And then 1.2 million followers. There you go. Like they're not doing, they're not doing your taxes anymore. If they got yeah. 1.2 million followers. There you go. <laughs> um, so anyway, so as I say that, I think that there's plenty of people out there who improve amongst themselves in every aspect of who they are based on being motivated in some way. Yep. And I don't yeah. think it's necessarily a motivation of, I don't like this about me. I yeah. think it's more about chasing a greatness within 100%, you. 100%, man. And I think that when we have moments of touching that, yeah. moments of like power yeah. based on your own effort, yeah. I think that level of drug is probably mm -hmm. the most significant. Right. Yeah, yeah. I, I think there's a saying out there that says like, um, oh, I'm going to screw it up and I feel so stupid when I can't articulate what I want to say. But it's like um, when the, um, I'm, I'm not, I don't want to use the word motivation, like the instinct or the power of wanting to do something is <clears throat> like basically you, 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 I think you might've said this one time or it was like, um, it only gets worse until it gets better. And like the, the moment in time, like it's yes. going to continue to get worse yes. until you all of a sudden, boom, you just like, you decide that it's going to get better. Yeah. The quote goes, <clears throat> the, the moment you make the decision to improve your life, right. It gets worse before it gets better. Right. Because you're trying to shift yeah. momentum. Yeah. And when you really think about it, it's like, <laughs> if you just like blatant or, uh, laissez-faire think about that yeah of course but really think about that momentum shift like you said you're at the bottom of the barrel and it doesn't mean that you're you're um so deprived or so um depressed it means like any type of change is when you decide no you know what i've had enough i'm gonna do i'm gonna go this way i'm not gonna keep going this way i'm gonna go this way <clears throat> it could be making your bed in the morning could be, you know, right. I haven't made my bed and you know what? No, man, F this. I'm going to go, I'm going to make my bed today. Well, what was that motivation? It wasn't discipline. No. Because you haven't been doing it. So right. it wasn't like you said, well, all of a sudden I woke up today with discipline. No, there was a motivation inside of you that said, dude, when I come home at night and that bed is mess, it, it pisses me off. Like, why am I not doing this? And so then you were motivated not to be pissed off when you come home looking at your messy bed. And let's say you do that. So you make your bed that first time, right? Yeah. And you come home that day and you see it and you're like, look at that. Look at that. Look it at does me. look, look good too, by the way. Everyone yeah. out there right now knows <laughs> when you look at your bed and it's nice and made and you're like, yeah. You climb in. Yeah. Oh, man. Cozy. Yeah. <laughs> but I love that example because uh, the reason that it gets harder before it gets easier is because you are going into a direction you've never gone before or haven't gone in a while. Mm. And so you're going against the current that you've been living 
in your yeah. consistency, in your habits, yeah. right? And you know, you hear people say this, or Simon Sinek talk about finding your why in a, yeah. in a company, in a business, in your yeah. work life, in your personal life. I think that changes, no matter big or small, require a little bit of why to make it worth the change or yeah. work the effort. And that's the part I think that we all know is that effort doesn't necessarily feel great. No. And effort doesn't necessarily make you feel confident. It's only after effort is applied and the results are what you would hope they were to be mm -hmm. that you're like, hell yeah. Right. Right now, as I say that for every time that you put in effort, there's not necessarily going to be right. Right. That yeah. Way. That's what I was just going to say. Yeah. You, you hit the nail on the head. Like there's a lot of times you put in effort and you're like, ah, that wasn't what I thought it was going to be, but you're better than what you were. Because you still put it an applied effort. Right. And that's where it goes to what you said about failure back in the day. It's like, well, what did you learn though? Right. You didn't get the result you wanted, but what right. did you learn? Right. I think I found easily as a manager, when I first became a manager, I was 26. And I remember being very like aggressive in wanting to provide so much material to trainers to yeah. help them become great trainers. Yeah. And so... <laughs> I so no, I only I was, laugh, guys, because I can see Jeremy just like with a fire hose, like, learn this now. <laughs> so they all had mailboxes, right? What don't right? you understand? Each week I was putting articles in their mailbox yeah. Yeah, of yeah. like from Paul Check. Yeah. Um, that was talking about the self, yeah. the five managing the self, not managing yourself. Yeah. yeah. And uh, I was sending Did you Mike articles. Boyle or Gary? Oh, Gary? my God. You know Mike yeah. Boyle and Gary Gary were in the mix. Shout out to Ver guys. Mark Virchison was in the mix. Yeah. Uh, so I had, you know, all these things and trainers were coming up to me like, yo man, I don't want to read this. Oh, and I had to, <laughs> I had to learn, I had to learn from my effort that working harder doesn't always just mean better yeah. working smarter yeah. and harder is what makes the most efficient. And what I mean by that is here's what I learned as a manager, you have to approach each person individually. Mm-hmm. There is no blanketed way to manage a group, to manage a series, to manage a person, to manage a team. You have to connect with each individual on their level. You have to meet them at their level, not tell them to come up to your level. You got to yeah. meet them at their level. And then once you figure out what their motivation is by asking the right questions, et cetera, right, right. then you can find the pieces of motivation that would allow them to go in the direction that you hope that they would go yeah. with a better attitude. Yeah. And that was one of, that's when I started changing my phrasing and I would tell trainers, I'm not trying to make you a great trainer. I'm trying to make you a complete trainer. Mm. And so part of that is not just the training of your clients, but it's the programming of your clients. It's not just the programming of your clients. It's the accounting of your sessions that are done. So you get paid right appropriately. Yeah. It's not just that, but following up on prospects so that you have more possibilities in the queue, right? A complete trainer. Right. And I'm really, I would not have built that kind of confidence or that kind of level have I, if I wasn't consistently going back and asking myself, what have I learned? Right. And then celebrating the wins when I get learned. Yeah. Like you, you applied what you learned to your leadership Yeah, and you wanted to pass that on, Right. but you wouldn't have been able to do that if you weren't always assessing what you needed to do and what 
worked and what didn't work. Right. And my motivation was always the same. It was, I just wanted everyone to feel or have the opportunity to feel how great I feel when I make a good connection with a client. Yeah. I loved, I started getting, um, addicted to the feeling of watching fitness professionals bloom yeah. Blossom, yeah, and elevate. I know and that became like its own drug. I know, and we, then the same thing teaching classes. I loved seeing people who maybe came in with some self doubt, all of a sudden walking with like chest proud, back straight, chin up, get yeah. the f out of my way, yeah. move. I mean, yeah. it was, is it is yeah. still like the best. And I think so, that, I think that goes for every industry. Right? I agree. Like when you, if you really care about your employees and you really want the best for them. They know it and they feel it. And, um, you know, you, you teach them a few things and obviously they learn on their own. And then they, like you said, they blossom, man, that's the best feeling. Yeah. Cause, cause like what, what, what else are we here for? Right. Right. Then to, then to help. To serve, to serve, grow and inspire. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, man. All right. Awesome, man. <laughs> well, <laughs> we've kind of went around and around, but I think, uh, that was a good one yeah all in all i just really i hope that everyone you know i know we we get fed a lot of things and a lot of noise but i think that there's nothing wrong with trying to find motivation and i think it's a worthy quest yeah so continue to motivate yourself and search for motivation and when you when you have that moment that you make that decision to do what you kind of wanted to do but just didn't really want to do you probably had some motivation somewhere and dig deep and try to think about what it was and then tap back into that. You know, I agree. Yeah. Go back to those roots. Yeah. Yeah, man. And sometimes you have to hit the snooze button. (laughs) (laughs) Cheers, bro. All right, man. Cheers. Hey, thanks for listening guys. Love you. Thanks.